Welcome to Highly Sensitive, Happily Married, the podcast that teaches you to not only have an easier marriage as a sensitive woman, but to have one that feels more amazing by the day, where you'll hear relatable stories, love advice that works, and coaching on how to have a marriage where feeling upset and disconnected is a thing of the past, and where instead, a sense of loving connection and even fun and lightness is the norm. I'm Hannah Brooks, highly sensitive person, love expert, and marriage coach, and I'm so happy to be on this journey with you. Welcome to episode 30, where we're going to talk about asking for what you want effectively. We've been talking lately about, you know, approaches to getting what we want and how we oftentimes kind of use tactics that backfire in an effort to get what we want in our marriage and from our partner. In other words, these are ineffective approaches that just don't work. (laughs) And I want you to stop wasting your time with those. That's why I've been spending uh, a couple episodes addressing this. So today I want to give you really concrete, uh, effective communication tactics for uh, actually getting what you want, (laughs) which involves asking, making requests, and like I I shared last time, speaking to what you want, right? So that you can have a higher success rate in getting responses that you want, the loving gestures that you want, and things done around the house, and anything else that you're wanting in your marriage and from your relationship. So I'll share two specific ways of making requests that really do set you up for the best success in seeing your partner actually follow through on uh, doing them. Yeah. And I'm also going to lay out the difference between a demand, which is one of the backfiring tactics, and a request, right? Because knowing the difference and coming from a request versus a demand really, truly will set you up for getting the best results. All right. So I hear from women and oh my gosh, I get it. It used to be me. I used to have the same kinds of thoughts. Um, I hear women saying a lot, I don't want to have to ask. (laughs) So I want to address this first off. I want to sell you on asking (laughs) just a little bit right? Saying I don't want to have to ask is kind of like saying I don't want to have to prepare food or get food onto my plate. I don't want to have to bother. That's too hard. That's too much work. Why should I have to do that, right? (laughs) Yeah, like it'd be great if food just appeared on our plates and even if someone would just feed it right directly into our mouths, right? (laughs) Sure, that would be amazing. But for most of us, (laughs) what's the reality of that? We need to buy or prepare food. We need to make that food. We need to take effort and put that food on our plate so that we can then put it in our mouth, right? So that we can get the nourishment, right? Otherwise, we're not going to get to eat it, right? So it's the same with asking much of the time. If you want the thing you want to come into your life, right? If you want um, a hug from him, if you want him to wipe the counter down, (laughs) if you want that kind of nourishment in your life, you need to be willing to ask for it. It's that simple. We can't really expect our partner to always know what we want or to always do what we want. He forgets, right? Right? 
He doesn't know how to read our minds, although that would, would be nice, right? But he doesn't understand like from his own experience, because maybe his own experiences, it doesn't matter if there were crumbs on the counter (laughs) or if he gets that many hugs, right? So he's a different human with different experiences and different wants. And so he might not fully understand what yours are, especially if you're not articulating them, right? He's got a lot going on in his own head. He's distracted. He's busy. He's got a lot going on, right? So he's not always going to know what you want. Therefore, super important to ask for it and to know that it's not a problem nothing's going wrong he's not failing Um, he's not a bad partner he's not an inadequate partner because you have to ask for things that you want so asking and making requests are hugely beneficial to our relationship right because it may doing so makes it so much more likely that you're going to get what you want I know that was so true for me. As soon as I learned to stop complaining and blaming and demanding all the things, all the backfiring tactics, I um, and start making requests and asking and speaking to what I wanted, I started getting so much more of what I wanted from my partner. <laughs> so it benefits you to ask because for one, you're not going to be upset or mad that he doesn't know what you want. <laughs> Right? He's going to know what you want more and more. And he won't have to guess or feel like he keeps messing up when you're able to make clear requests of him. Right, He will take the guesswork out of it and he'll feel clear like, like he knows what he can do for you if he's able to and he wants to. Um, so really, you can and ought to ask for what you want around any and all the things. <laughs> right? Like you can ask for what you want when it comes to the light and easy breezy things, right? And the harder, more vulnerable things, right? Like we looked at last time, we talked about, um, you know, our desire for connection last time. And I'll elaborate a little bit more on on that today as well. Uh, Because, yeah, it's important to ask for the connection that we want. There's no reason that that's a problem to have to ask for it. It will allow you to have so much more of it, I promise. All right, so before I dive into the specifics of how to make a really effective request, I do want to just look a little tiny bit at the difference between a request and a demand because we can get these confused super easily. And that's because it's not the question mark on the end of the sentence that distinguishes whether it's a request or a demand. I mean, maybe like grammatically that would be true, but really not energetically, all right? So a demand is infused with expectation. Like it's when you're demanding, it might sound the same, might be very similar words, like can you get home on time, right? Question mark, (laughs) right? But there's a certain tone in there that you could even probably hear in my voice. That's like, kind of like you have to, that's like, it's like full of expectation. You're expecting him to fulfill it. You're expecting your ask, your request to be fulfilled, right? So that's really the difference when you're demanding, you have an emotional attachment to him saying yes, or following through and doing the thing. 
like getting home on time, (laughs) right? So, you know, just a hint for you, like you'll know for yourself if you're coming from an energy of demand, if you are feeling angry or resentful, if he doesn't say yes, or if he doesn't do the thing, right? I do want to say like, it's not bad if this happens for you, right? I know this has happened to me many times and I just get to see myself, oh, right, (laughs) I'm in that space of expecting, right? So when that does happen, we can just learn from it. We can see it. We can do our best to release the expectation. Releasing expectation is so powerful in our marriages and really will position you like best to actually get more of what you want in your relationship. I'm not going to go into this now, um, but I think most of you know, like expectation really can put some serious weight and pressure and heaviness into a marriage that's meant to be nourishing and loving and light and joyful. So for now, just understand that having a strong emotional attachment to him doing the thing that you want him to do is it's just simply not the most effective energy to communicate from right it can tend to land or come off as kind of controlly or needy which tends to kind of repel or invite our partner to kind of rebel or uh just not want to do the thing for you Right. And I'll, I'll illustrate this a little bit more when I share the phrases that you can actually use to effectively request things. So a request, on the other hand, is what I call clean. Right? It doesn't carry the weight of expectation. It doesn't carry a lot of emotional weight. It's kind of like it's a simple sharing of what you want. It's like a stating of what you want or an asking, would you do this for me? kind of thing, right? Implicit in a request is really just the understanding that it's a choice for him to say yes or no, right? That he doesn't have to. And that it it's it like knowing that it's not a reflection of his love or his care for you if he does say no or if he doesn't do the thing. Really, this is huge. Like know his answer has nothing to do with his love for you. That will allow you to come from this place where it really is a request and not a demand. All right. So here are two really effective ways. They're very similar. um, To make effective requests, to effectively ask for what you want. All right. Here's the first one. Make a direct request. These are the words that I love. (laughs) Simply say, would you be willing to? And then insert the thing you want, right? Would you be willing to go pick up our kid at daycare today? Would you be willing to cook dinner tonight? That would mean so much to me. That's my favorite way of following that up. So I'm going to say this again. Would you be willing to fill in the blank? That would mean so much to me. My all-time favorite phrase for making a request. 
The other way you could language this would be, would you be up for cleaning the living room? I'd really appreciate it. See that? See how that kind of request, that way of languaging things, really is free of expectation. And it's full of really allowing him to make the choice, but showing him that it's something that would just like warm your heart if he did it, right? That is way more compelling to him than like being full of expectation, right? It's a way more tempting invitation for him, (laughs) When you use words like, would you be willing to? And then you kind of bookend it with this, pretty much this appreciation or like show how much that would mean to you, right? Because here's the thing. He does want to please you. He married you. He's your husband. He wants to please you. But he does not want to be bossed around. (laughs) Guarantee it. So again, I use this phrase all the time in my marriage It works like a charm. I say things like, hey, would you be willing to stop at the store on your way home tonight? That would mean a lot to me. And I use it to say things like, hey, would you be up for skipping your work stuff tonight and instead cuddling and watching a movie with me? That's what I'd love to do. See how I did that? (laughs) Try out this one. My husband loves, like he's so much more excited to do the thing when I speak to him this way, right? It gets him like, yeah, totally, I want to do that thing. (laughs) Super good, super key. All right, here's the second uh, phrase you can use, the second way to make a request. You can actually just use a statement that speaks to what you want. It acts as a sort of request, but it doesn't actually have a question mark on the end. Okay? So this is how I'd suggest you do it. Use these words. I'd love it if fill in the blank. So again, it's it's less direct, but it's it's a lo- really like nice gentle nudge without a trace of demand, right? It's uh, it's letting him see what you want. So it, it has the effect of teaching him what you what you like especially if you use this over time, you know, like you use this a lot. Um, and again, it comes from this kind of inviting energy. Uh, I'd love it if, right? Instead of this scolding, nagging, or complaining energy that some of us, <laughs> raising my hand here, have had the habit of falling into, right? Coming from this place, using this language will really help him be able to feel freed up and actually want to give the thing to you. (laughs) It'll make him want to give it to you way more (laughs) instead of feeling like he's duty bound to give it to you, right? That's amazing to, to have someone give you something that they want to give you and that you want to receive so much better than you wanting to receive it and him doing it because he feels like he has to, right? It's way more like reciprocally beneficial, like a win-win, right? So this, this, this second way, I'd love it if, you can also use this with a statement of like noticing something before. So like back to my wiping the counter <laughs> example, you could be like, hey, there are crumbs all over the table. I'd love it if you had a moment to wipe them up, right? And again, you can end with the like, 
I totally appreciate that, right? That's always super helpful. (laughs) So those are the two specific phrases that I wanted to share with you today. I do want to let you know that you can actually use them on their own, right? You can use either one or you can use both of them in combination. And you can use any and all of these for when you want him to pick up his shoes or when you want a hug or when you want to spend the evening together or when you want to try a new thing in your relationship. For example, you could say, hey, you know, I recently learned that kind of thinking about and talking about the good times we've had in our relationship can be really connecting. Would you be willing to spend some time doing that with me tonight? I'd really love to feel even more connected today. So this can, of course, feel a little awkward as you're learning to use these types of words. And I I recommend that you kind of play with it and make it feel like your own, putting it into your own your own words, but I also recommend letting yourself feel a little awkward as you get used to these specific phrases because they are so, so effective, like exactly as they are. So again, here's the summary of the two phrases I laid out for you. The first one is, would you be willing to fill in the blank and then add something like, that would mean so much to me. The second one is, I'd love it if there were flowers on the table, if you made dinner, if you gave me a hug, whatever that want is, I'd love it if. So using these phrases does mean, yes, you need to use some tact, some self-awareness, right? But you do that with other people in your life, right? You're conscious of how you speak to your boss, for example, or how how you speak with your friends, um, with your teachers, and even your kids, right? So we want to use the same care with our partner, right? We don't get to just forget all tact and um, conscientiousness just because we're married to our man, right? I mean, we can. We just won't end up with the kind of results the delicious loving good stuff in our marriage as easily (laughs) when we're not communicating consciously all right so like i shared in the last episode particularly when we're talking about um when we're using these phrases to kind of make requests about more connection about how we want more hugs or we would love for him to, you know, just give us a kiss when he walks in the door or whatever, right? Those things that are, we're desiring that are um, more around connection and intimacy. And even if we're making a request about something we'd like him to do in general, like pick up his shoes off the floor, it can require being willing to feel vulnerable because we're talking about what we want. Right? And this is truly the cost of connection and getting what we want. Right, That's the emotional investment we make to gain what we want. Being willing to feel vulnerable. Right? So if you missed last episode, go back and listen to that. Okay, Because I go into that more and I will go into this more soon. Um, because the extent to which you know how to safely handle and healthily handle 
the full spectrum of your human emotions and the extent to which you can influence those emotions yourself is the extent to which you can take effective action and communicate effectively in your marriage so that you get more of the results that you want in your marriage. So be willing to be a little uncomfortable, a little vulnerable, feeling a little awkward, but do start today to get in the habit of asking for the simplest things you want and the bigger things you want by using these simple phrases that I've just given you. Really don't assume that your husband knows he wants these things or he's aware that things need to get done. Mm -mm. Instead, just ask, make that request. Doing so regularly really can change everything in your relationship and really can create so much more connection and satisfaction for you as well as a clean house. (laughs) And he'll feel good too because he'll actually be aware of what you most like and want, right? And be able to choose to give that to you. And that feels good to him too, right? It will feel so good to both of you. So go ahead, get requesting. (laughs) And if you liked these phrases, if you find these helpful right now, you definitely need to make sure you grab my free guidebook that I made for you. If you haven't gotten it already, it's the seven most powerful phrases to deepen connection in your marriage. Uh, It's full of, it's actually more than seven. (laughs) It's like more like 12 different phrases of equally effective phrases as these ones that I just shared today. And they'll help you you know, quickly smooth over rough patches, help you deepen understanding and support between you and your partner, build more trust and respect between you and help you get more of what you want. Um, And really ultimately bring you and your husband closer together. So go grab that guide over at lifeisworthloving.com. When you go to that homepage of my website, you'll see lots of little places where you can, it says grab the seven most powerful phrases and you can just enter your email there and you'll see it right away in your inbox. I'll also put the direct link to get it in the show notes. All right, enjoy making these requests and learning other powerful phrases to deepen the connection and get more of what you want in your marriage. Be oh so well.